I didn't know I was such a popular speaker. From all over the county. Now I think we're all here for one joyous occasion for Howie Yuping, and it's so good to see so many people from the whole kingdom of God to come and support you all. We just really, our church just, they've blessed our hearts so much, but to see that that blessing has reached out to so many other people uh, just really warms my heart this morning. So thank you so much for coming. I don't know everybody that's here today, but hopefully over uh, lunch today we can get to know each other a little bit better. So welcome again to be with us. I want to um, tell a story uh, this morning, uh, and then then we'll get to the, the scripture. Um, Greg said I needed to keep the KISS principle in, in um, focus this morning to keep it short, sir. And so that's what I'm going to do, or try to. I told Carla, I said there's a lot, to, a lot that comes out of the passage today, but we'll talk just a little bit about it. But I, I want to talk about a true story that happened... After Jesus' death, uh, the guy's name was Philip. Philip was down uh, in Samaria uh, sharing the gospel with the Samaritans down there. And they were through. They had some problems down there, so Peter came to straighten some things out. And they were on their way back to Jerusalem. And um, the angel said to, to Philip, says, No, nope, I don't want you going back to Jerusalem. I want you going the other direction. I want you going down the road to, to Gaza. Now, these guys had been out. They were in the cities where the people were. And, and God was sending Philip down this road, this desert road. So he goes down this desert road. Okay, Lord, you know what you're doing. I'll go down the desert road. He goes down the desert road. Along comes a chariot. has one man in it. He's a eunuch. He's a court official for Candace, who is the queen of the Ethiopians. And he's... He's in charge of all her treasures. So the Spirit of God says, Philip, I want you to go up alongside the chariot. Okay, well, this guy looks important. He's, he's got transportation, and I'm just walking. So he goes up beside, and he, he, he looks up, and he says, What are you reading? And, and he asked him, Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, Well, how can I understand unless somebody guides me? And so the Ethiopian invites him up to sit in his chariot with him, which I guess was at least a two-seater. So he's up there, and lo and behold, he's reading this scripture out of Isaiah, same Isaiah that's in your Bible. And here's the scripture. He was led as a sheep to slaughter. As a lamb is silent before its shearers, so he didn't open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was held against him. Who will relate his generation? For his life is cut off from the earth. And so Philip, just like we all are supposed to, took him where he was. He took him from that scripture there and preached Jesus to him. So they're going along down this road. And at one point, the Ethiopian looks up and says, Look, there's water. What keeps me from being baptized? Philip looked at him and said, If you believe in all your heart, you may. And so he responded and he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
So he ordered his chariot to stop. Philip went with him down to the water. He baptized him. They came up out of the water. And Philip was taken away. It's like, the, and then the Bible says, but the Ethiopian went on rejoicing. Like it didn't even bother him. He was so elated that the gospel had changed everything for him. And so Philip found himself in another town and he went on his way to Caesarea doing the same thing he was called to do, sharing Jesus with the people. And so, you know, it's what, like what David was saying, from that point on, the Bible doesn't say that the Ethiopian never doubted ever again. If he was like me or like most of us, we have those times of wondering about things, don't we? Like, even, is there really a God, much less all the rest of the story? And so, why I chose this story is because this, is, this story is an example of what God calls us to do. One of the things God calls us to do. There are a number of things he calls us to do. He calls us to pray. He calls us to hear the word of God. He calls us to uh, have the, the Lord's Supper, to have communion. And he calls us to baptism. These are all things, if you're just out in the world, it's like, okay, there's bread and water or and water and wine or grape juice, and there's this book you read. But these are what's called ordinary means of grace. Now, when I think about that, it's like, okay, grace is unmerited favor, but it sounds like I can get in line for it if I, if I do these things. And so he's given us these things to help us uh, uh, encourage us in our faith in those times when we are wondering about things, uh, when our heart feels faint. Um, he gives us these things to remind us that he is working in our lives. And so I want to um, talk a little bit about baptism this morning, um, kind of what it signifies. It, it's not the regeneration process, it, but it is something God calls us to as a means of grace. I think one of the, the scriptures in the Bible says, it's an appeal for a good conscience. Yes, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to do this as an appeal for a good conscience. And, but the scripture I really want to, to read today, uh, it's, um, it's a difficult scripture. So I'm not, all, I'm, all we're going to do is kind of stick our toe in the water. It's Romans 6. It's not an easy scripture to understand. Um, but we're going to read it. We're going to talk about it a little bit this morning. Um, I'm going to start and I'm going to read the first 14 verses and, um, of Romans 6. Actually, let, let me start in the 20th verse of chapter 5. Um, the law came in so that the transgression would increase. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so, grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that, as Christ was raised from the dead 
through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him. In order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider your lives, yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lust. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law, but grace. So here we have kind of what happens with baptism. There's a historical thing that happens. It's a historical event. Christ died. He was crucified. That happened in history. And he was raised from the dead. That's the part a lot of people have a hard time holding on to. Then, you as a believer believed in Jesus Christ. And so the death that he died was applied to you by faith experientially. And then, after that, we are baptized to signify what has already happened in our hearts. That's the long and short of it. There's an accomplishment in history through Christ. There's an application by faith to you and I. And there's a signification of it through baptism. But what about this death part? Death's where sin reigns. So the wages of sin is what? Death. But how does death relate to, to Christ? He was crucified, but he gave up his spirit. He gave it up. He became sin, even though he was sinless. He died to sin once for all. And death is no longer master of him. Well, how does that death relate to you and me? Well, 1 Corinthians 1.30 says it's through God's working. I love that. It's all about Jesus and God. There's no, there's no place to boast when you start really reading this. Through God's working, we are in Christ Jesus. We are immersed into union with Him. We don't, we don't die His death. But we, it, the Bible says it's in the likeness of his death. And so, by faith, we believe we've been immersed into union with him. And God looks at that and says, they're united. 
I see them in the death of Christ. And so it's by faith that that happens to us. And so we should consider ourselves dead to sin. I think what happens is we don't really, I know for me it seems like I need to dwell on that fact so much. Reckon myself dead with Christ. Think about it. Meditate on it. When you think about it, it's like, because I've practiced it this week. Every time there was a temptation, I would think, you know what? I'm dead to that. It almost has to be a conscious habit that takes place because sin is a force. It came into the world through disobedience with Adam and Eve. And it's, it's, like, well, it's like gravity. Gravity keeps us on the earth, right? The force of sin is like a spiritual gravity that pulls us constantly away from God. It's a part of the flesh. It's the spiritual gravity that we're born with that makes us rebellious, makes us not want to be who he's called us to be, who he, who he meant us to be from the beginning. And so Paul then gives us all these don'ts. Well, he says, don't let sin, sin reign in your body. Don't present yourself as, a, as instruments of sin. Don't use your body for evil. But it's interesting because a few chapters later he says, wait a minute, I'm doing the things I hate to do. You, you tell me not to do these things and I'm dead to sin, but I find myself doing the very things I don't want to do. How can that be? Who's going to help me through all of that? Of course, the Bible goes on and says, the Lord, the Lord is the one who helps us through that. But we don't, die to that temptation to that that's the old flesh which still hangs around somehow or another but when you're born into newness of life you're given a new spirit a deposit a promise from god right the holy spirit which is greater within us than that he that's in the world right and so we there is a choice there's a grace there for us to lay hold of uh, to, because it's stronger than this spiritual gravity of sin that, that still hangs around. And so I just, you know, I think for me it's a matter of dwell, continuing to dwell on that, to stay in that place of remembering that the new soil of my soul is just infertile for seeds of sin. And I think you have to think about it. Remind yourself when those thoughts or that temptation comes, wait a minute, I'm dead to that. And, and there's this grace that comes in, you know, the power of God to act on that. But, you know, the Bible says that death was no longer master over him. I love it in the first chapter of Romans, it says, in an act of power, he was raised from the dead. It says, well, it says, in an act of power, he was shown to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. And so, he was never to die again. And the life that he lives, he now lives to God. And that's the life that he's given us to do the same thing. And so, as we look at this today, uh, as, a, as a, really it's kind of a, a naming time, a new name. 
you know, everybody gets a new middle name now. It'll be like Yaping in Christ. Because of this immersion into union with him. And it's it's a concept that's a challenging one to 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 walk in all the time. But God's got when we come up out of the water, there's an appeal for a new conscience, a conscience, a good conscience, and there's this newness of life that we walk in. It's like the things that you did desire, you don't desire them anymore. You know? And so that's what we get to see today. That's the nice thing about the means of grace is we can enjoy the Lord's Supper together over and over. But baptism, it's only one time. And so it's always been such a celebration for me to see anybody baptized. because It's like, that's their moment. That's that particular means of grace God's you know, appointed and, and destined for. And so um, I, I know you all are the same way. You wouldn't be here. It's like, wow, somebody's getting baptized today. You know, it's not like it happens every Sunday. And so I think for for us, it's it's a it's a time of coming together. It also is a means of grace for us. Because do you remember? You remember when you were baptized? Yeah, I bet every person could say, tell me about that experience, you know. And so we we get to rejoice when people that rejoice. And today is a day of rejoicing. It really is. Um you know, it's. Uh, I won't steal your your verse, George, but it's right here. So I'll let you say that one, okay? Uh, but it's funny because Paul, when he was defending, when he was defending himself uh, and his faith, he recounts being with Ananias, who who was the one that uh, prayed for him, and the things fell off his eyes. And he recounts, it doesn't say it in that particular part, but when he's recounting in his defense, you have to infer that it's Ananias because he says, what are you waiting for? Rise and be baptized. I think, let me see if I've got the verse reference down here. Acts twenty-two sixteen. I think it's really neat. So what are we waiting for? Let's arise and be baptized. Um, but I, um, I'm wondering if it may be Maybe if you guys could hear how and Yaping and George better if we stayed up here. I think let's do that part here, and um, then we'll go down there for the baptism. All right. Yeah. Dr. Strange. <laughs> Most of y'all don't know me, but I'm George, our grandpa. <laughs> and I'm not going to be real long, but this is the first time I've ever baptized anybody. I've been baptized. I've seen people baptized in the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Africa. But this is so special because of that young lady that y'all call Yaping, Dung Yaping, and her husband, Hal. And, you know, everybody has momentous occasions in their life, and this is one for me. And I just wish my wife could be here, but she can't. 
But anyway, I don't know how that well. I've learned more about him since I have been here because he came on late in the scene for our journey in China. And his English was almost non-existent, therefore we didn't do a whole lot of conversing. But anyway, the young lady there, Ya Ping, she, she was sort of hanging with one of the ladies in our group that was teaching English there at the Chung University. And what I remember her telling me, she saw my wife's gray hair on campus. My wife's got snow white gray hair. And that started the attraction. So she started showing up at our apartment from time to time, and then it got more frequent to the point that every day after she would eat her lunch, she'd come by our apartment and go in our bedroom, shut the door, and go take her nap. It'd become a normal routine. And little by little, and the, if you've never experienced China and the people of China, you need to go to China and experience the people of China. Amen, brother. Because Amen. they are a very special people. Have a long history. But anyway, she never attended any of my wife's Bible studies. We never really even talked about the Lord. But from what she has told me, what she saw in us and the other English teachers in our group, this is what her caused her antennas to start going up. Now, fast forward, we're back in the States, and she is calling from time to time from China to talk with me. And one time she called after I've already taken my sleep aids and I'm out there at the phone in my bedroom trying to stay away. Because <laughs> she got the times mixed up instead of 12 hours, I think it was 13 hours at that time. Daylight savings time was the confusion. But anyway, some of the times she would ask me spiritual questions. Now, if you've ever tried to maybe explain something in depth, of your faith over the phone. you got a limited time. It's hard to do. But anyway, she kept asking these probing questions. And I could tell she was getting closer and closer to the truth. But I can remember one time she told me, she says, Grandpa, I don't know whether I'm a Christian or not. And I don't know whether she was a Christian or not at that time, but I do know the Holy Spirit was working on her. And thanks to y'all, and I mean this sincerely, she has found that yes, she is a Christian. And y'all had a big hand in it, whether you know it or not. Because y'all have accepted her and how as part of your assembly. You've made her feel welcome. And everywhere she's turned, this is what has blown me away, but knowing our God, it shouldn't blow me away. That every way she went, she was running into Christians. Not only just Christians by name, but people that reach out. 
like Mary and Louise, maybe a few of the others that I'm not familiar with. That's Susan, I believe. But anyway, that's basically our story. And she has come to mean so much to me. And I'm going to give this one little anecdote before I go to Howell because I can't talk that much about him because I didn't know him that well until he got here. When we left China in January 2007, we came back to the States and we were missing China so bad. My wife and I said, let's go back to China. So we went back just to visit And I never will forget, we were visiting Yaping's family, stayed with her a few nights, and her daddy took us down to the bus station. Here we are sitting on the very back of the bus, and she's there talking with us, and then it was time to leave. And I looked out the bus window, she's standing over there with her father. Mm -hmm. She was bawling, Mm -hmm. absolutely bawling. And I thought, what is this? I can't explain it. But these are how people touch one another that you're not realizing you're touching one another. So thank y'all for inviting her and how into your assembly. Now let's get to the man of the house. I had met Hal before, I uh, think, in, uh, not in Liao Chung. It was, had to have been in Young Joe, right? And he was, his, his English name is Rice, by the way. And it, it's normal because I can remember seeing him out in one of the school's rice patties planting rice. <laughs> but anyway, we went, one of the times we visited, it was, it wasn't winter time, but you got to understand, China, I believe, I can't, the, the river that ran through the University, Liaocheng University, which is called Liaocheng, that is the cutoff. From there south, they don't get any heat. North of there, heat. The government supplies the heat. So we're visiting Yaping and her soon-to-be husband, Hao, and I'm like I am now, sitting in his dorm room. I was freezing to death. And it wasn't all that cold, but I was cold. And so here I am, wrapped up in a blanket, trying to warm up. But seeing him here, watching him as a father and as a husband... I think my granddaughter did pretty good. (laughs) I don't know whether you understood that or not. (laughs) Y'all did. (laughs) So it is an honor for me that y'all would let me come here and assist in baptizing both of them. I'm going to have some help since I've never done it before. So we don't drop Yao Ping in the water. We promise we wouldn't drop you. Yeah, no, we've, more than we once we promised. Promise. Yeah. But thank y'all so much for having me and for your hospitality. It truly has been Christian hospitality, and I appreciate it. God bless you. Yao Ping, would you come and share just a little? 
she's bringing a whole book up here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, now everybody has know our grandfather. <laughs> and I have a great dear consultant who gave me a very famous book. The book's name is called Dot to Dot. Mm. And now I think it's about time to share a little bit of story through Dot to Dot. Let's turn the clock back about uh, 10 years ago. And we see the people there, Grandpa. And that's about 10 years ago. Oh, he won't be here. Um, I met a very strange couple. They are really strange. The dream that they, they just love you as a student. <laughs> No problem. I'm strong. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they are really strange, and I love them the moment when I saw them because they're so loving. And I thought, you know, my grandparents passed away when I was a little girl. I wanted this. I wanted grandparents like them. You know, that's a kind of selfish thought. So I went to visit them often. I just just feel like I want to meet them. I want to be with them. And they are really strange and they love me. <laughs> and they are George Strange and Patty Strange. So we are a strange family. <laughs> and you know, about 10 years later, when my husband decided to uh, apply university as a visiting scholar, um, he applied several universities, but we ended up the very best one, NC State. And just just about one hour away, I mean door to door from my apartment to grandpa's house, just one hour away, which means that God's plan is just perfect. You know, he chose the very best university for us that we, we didn't know. And then grandpa said that, you know, I had a magnet. I saw I thought that time he was joking. And now look at my friends. I realized that I have magnets. <laughs> and as he said that, wherever I go, well, whoever I meet, they are Christians. And they are not just the Christians by saying I'm a Chris Christian. They are strong Christians. Everybody. Every, each one of my dear friends, they are. So that's how we got here from China to America. And then I met a very important people, an ESR teacher, who rejected me from the Wake Tech. You know, I was there to register for the morning lessons, but she was very professional and serious. I'm afraid that your English level is a little bit higher for the morning lessons. So I was rejected. <laughs> I didn't got the chance, to, you know, to start in Wake Tech. But I feel good about myself because my friend wanted me to be, you know, you do not show your real English level because you are not get the chance. But I didn't feel good about it. So I think honest is the best policy. 
so I just did as I supposed to do. But she's very serious, but very very kind lady, Susan, and she introduced me, you know, to you know the next. I remember it's the next day after I was rejected, and I had appointment with her, and he coached me every way, you know, how to improve my English, and introduce book club. And introduced me how to get contact with the professors from NC State, and I did everything she coached me. So I found myself a great professor from the educational department, and I joined Louis Book Club, and then I learned English from YouTube, and yes. <laughs> And she didn't invite me to the church, to our church. Then, if she did, that would be very weird. <laughs> But after she introduced me to Louise, and then Louise introduced me, you know, to a famous Christmas banquet. <laughs> yeah, you know, it seems like you know I didn't know Susan go to this church then. I I know she told me that. She went to house church, and until the moment Louise took me to the a、uh, Christmas banquet,、uh, she gave me the invitation letter first. Uh, I have a lot of Chinese friends, so I tried to get all my friends into the banquet. So I called her, and she said, "Well, no problem for your family, but call me later. I'll let you know whether there's still more space." Because at that time there are over three hundred people for the banquet already, so I called her, called her back. Okay, I got two more space, and then I called her back, and then I called her back. <laughs> so I called her several times, <laughs> and I got my all my friends, you know, to the banquet. So and. And he, she invite. I think that I'm kind of stubborn. I'm strange family. I'm from the family of strange, <laughs> so I'm kind of stubborn. So I think she remembered me, you know, just by calling, calling her several times. And then she invited me to the church, and I said, "Well, I don't know because I don't have a car. My husband was using the car, and I, I could not drive then." And she said, "No problem. I can pick you up. I can ask someone to pick you up." And then Miss Collins and Richard picked me and George. It was amazing that you know, for people, for people you never know, you know. And、um, remember, remember that on the day when Miss Collins and Richard were picking George and I, my husband was doing experiments then, so she was not there yet. So Miss Collar was just doing this. The car was this way. She was in the front driver,、uh, front seat. I was in the back, just doing this way. She was talking to me all the way, <laughs> all the way. Yeah, I remember that quite clearly. And the whole, I think it's the whole way. And she told me about this, about、uh, sharing the story with Grandpa about、uh, Grandpa, and she was teaching me. About the parable of sowing the seed and there's a soil. I remember that.、Um, so it it feels like you know God's plan just very perfect. With、um, Grandpa planted the seed, and then someone was teaching me. I never know that's a seed before. 
and she was there in the car, just lovingly and smiling, and telling me about the soil, the seed, and make me feel like, oh yes, that's a seed, and that's a soil. You know, just give me more understanding. And I remember the first house we went to was Rich,、uh, was Randy and Lisa's house. That house、uh, made us feel home for the first time because that's that's the first time we came to a church. We never been to a church in China. We we have a Bible, and Grandpa had been asking me to read the Bible several times. I did for a few pages. <laughs> So that day, I realized, you know, oh, this is so different than I thought. What a church is like, you know. I thought church is so serious, you know. You are not very comfortable, but、um, we just feel so comfortable and so welcome that day. And George was at that time. She was a shy, sweet little boy. <laughs> <laughs> But she was so relaxing. I remember that Lisa and and Julie was play were playing with him, and she was so comfortable. I feel like oh, this is so different because she was relaxing when she, when he is at home at grandpa's at my very good friend's house. But but she, but he's so relaxed. So I think well, maybe this is the right place for us because he's relaxing. So we plan to come back, <laughs> and the next time my husband joins us, and we all go to Carlos'、uh, house. And I remember that, you know,、uh, when I was in the house,、uh, I remember Galena. That's who I haven't seen her. That he gave me a picture. Very beautiful picture. I didn't know she was an artist. I was imagine, oh, how can you do this picture so beautiful? And the picture is all about love, you know, a love in, oh, I think several kinds of languages. And I feel like, oh, oh, feels love, and、uh, it's all, you know, the picture is all about love. And it's very interesting that once you. Uh, got to know some people, some people, you know, like from Grandpa and to America, to Susan, and then to my sweet friend Louise. Louise got, got take me to everywhere, you know. And <laughs>、uh, she's not just, you know,、uh, take me, you know, the English class, you know, uh, to, uh, to a place where you can find a car, but also she, she, when she thought. Something is good for you. She encouraged you to do it. And there's a farm trip organized by the ESL teachers, and we were not able to go. So she wrote me a letter that Yaping, I thought it's really fun. You should go. So we made it to the farm trip. Mama, you got long jaw. Okay. And then my son. At that day, about I think it's at least fifty Chinese went to the farm trip. Mama, Mama, I'm sorry. Okay, don't worry. And we made a record for the Hiride tractor. I think that almost fifty people in one Hiride tractor. I think we set a record for the farm. <laughs> And my, I talked to Patty, my friend Patty. Just,、uh, I think just、uh, 
few minutes, one or two minutes, and then we said, well, maybe we will see each other soon, but we didn't realize we will see each other very soon, because my son George accidentally dropped his water bottle on the phone. So, Pat and John found the bottle, so they, they have to, you know, give routine the bottles. So I invite Pat over. That's the first time we really get to know each other. And daddy in charge. Thank you. Daddy in charge. Okay. That's called a family cooperation. <laughs> And uh, and uh, just we just talked and talked for about two hours for the first time, you know, for people you never know where before, and just talked and talked just like friends. You know that you they are your friends, and you can talk. I think we talked about the election. <laughs> we, you know, we normally do not talk for the first time. <laughs> yeah, we talk about belief. Normally, we do not talk about for the first time. So we talked quite a lot for the first time. And just amazingly, you know, and she started to send me scriptures, you know, daily encouraging scriptures through email. <laughs> so it's like we are nurturing by all the friends and family members everywhere. And so it's, it feels like, uh, come, come to America and then find our church family and then our faith started to grow in, and I started to, Grandpa suggested me and how to read Bible together and pray together. I did as obedient granddaughter this time. <laughs> so we started to read Bible and then we started to pray together. And then, um, I went to Mary and Betty's uh, International Bible Study. I think that uh, reading Bible is really, really important. But if you can go to Bible study, it's even more important. You know, um, I got more understanding of the Bible. And there's one day, um, Patty once told me that, you know, there will be one day that when you read the Bible, you will feel like that, oh, your eyes are open. Mm -hmm. And Grandpa told me that, you know, when I asked him whether I'm a Christian or not, she told me that he need to read the Bible, and you will know it yourself. I was confused. <laughs> How did I know? So we went to the Bible I went to the Bible study, and... Patty and Mary, they love homework. <laughs> yeah, they always give homework. <laughs> and they check homework, seriously. <laughs> so I remember the homework to read uh, one chapter. Then I, I thought, you know, the whole, you know, the whole collection was not just a few pages. I just started from the beginning. Then I read and read in the evening. And I feel like, wow, it feels like, you know, God is talking to me. Uh, because it talks about, you know, the prayer and the people, they pray for me. And because they, they, they have know that the fruit, the seed has bearing fruit. 
So I realized, wow, you know, all the things, all the amazing things happened before, and all the things are happening. It's just like you know, they heard me. The the seed is not just a seed. It's it's fruit. You know, I just finally understand when Patty told me your eyes were open. Wow, it's talking to you now. It makes sense. And then. And Grandpa told me that you know, while、well, you know it yourself, I think that's the very moment I realized. Now, Bible is life. It's just a life Bible for me. And then I started、um, started to ask、uh, my friends from the church to pray for my friends, my friend June and my friend yeah, my, a lot of friends when they are in trouble. So and every time you know when the friends here and prayed for us and we feel we we can feel you know our friends are touched you know my friend June and she was really touched and I can tell that she was pregnant but she was not feeling well for quite a long time but she told me that just after you know、uh, the prayer she felt way much better. And right now she's in China and she's doing pretty well, and she's going to give her baby in August or I think August or November. Yeah, so it just feel like amazing, you know. Your prayers has been answered, you know. Not just your prayer, and you can you can pray for your friends, and your friends can pray for your friends. It just feel amazing, like and. It feels like you know a God has are touching me and touching my friends, and also I'm so surprised. You know, I I had until now I have no idea how my husband has been changed. I really have no idea, because when I asked him, you know, do you believe, and he said, I don't know, I didn't know, and then a few months later, and asked him, do you believe, and he said, yes. I was just surprised how this happened, you know, just so amazingly. Well, I know that one thing for sure: our we are a whole family surrounded by very strong believers and Christians. Just like、um, you, we are we are lifted by all these prayers. And my friend, I think he, I told my one day I was joking to my Chinese friend, and she. She um she uh she saw my necklace with a cross and she asked she was surprised and said, "Are you a Christian?" I said, "Yes." Oh, you know, and I joking to her, you know, it's so difficult not to be. My grandpa is missionary. My friends are mission. I have missionary friends, you know, Glengarry missionary. I have Patty, you know, Cherry. They support missionaries, you know. <laughs> And my church, you know, we have all these people, and we have a, a sweet couple, American sweet couple, that for George.、Uh, oh, okay. And、uh, my Chinese student find American family to, you know, for George to play with. That's Jennifer's family, and、um, you know, it's just. I was looking for you know kids around his age and to play with, and then my Chinese student told me that well, maybe I can find you one, you know. And we found Jennifer Scott and their three lovely kids, and they are 
they are very sweet Christians too. We didn't know that either. <laughs> and they nurture their children by scripture, uh, which we are really impressed. I know that not many young, you know, couples do that. So it feels like, you know, we are just so, so, you know, loved and so loved by all of these people here. And it's not just we feel the love, also we can feel the love uh, that's for, you know, the people around us. They love the children, you know, just as it was Randy, I mean, Wendy and Roger there, and Gray, you know, and there Jessica, yeah, a lot of people, you know. Well, the church, the people here in the church, you just look at them, you know. And you just feel like, you know, they, they are heart full of love, you know. It's not just like their life is perfect. I don't think so, you know, nobody's perfect. But you can just feel their heart is full of love. And I told my friends that I want to be people like that, you know. They, there's so much, you know, there's love in the heart flowing around just like the sun like a river just like a river and i like them i love them and i want to be around people like them and i want to be one of them so i think you know it's a light you know jesus is light and the people here everybody are light for our our life so we have been the been lighted by all the light here, you know, every way, no matter from the tiny little things and big things, we are just loved. So I'm thinking that, you know, as Chinese, most Chinese say that they do not believe in, in God. And oh, he's heavier now. <laughs> yeah. And he's true. I think that there's one George, shy, sweet George, you know, and there's another George. <laughs> we do not see naughty, we see creative George. <laughs> yeah, it's here now. <laughs> so, where are I was? Yeah, where are I was? So, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, uh, as Chinese, you know, People always say that there's no God, you know, because that's textbook says, and there's a party says. But just think about where we are now, we're in the lake, how beautiful the nature is. Just think about how beautiful the nature is, and how many wonders the world is, and how many miracles are in the world, and that scientific, you know, nothing can explain, you know. and. They are strange pe strangers, you know, they love you, you know, as their family. You know, if there were no God, how can this happen? Yeah, you just just think about it, you know. When you, if you could answer these questions, probably, well, maybe some people can. But first, I think, you know, it's too beautiful. The world God created so beautiful. And the people he created so you know, <coughs> beautiful so yeah we want to be we want to be in the kingdom with the people 
we love. And finally, I really want to uh, thank you for each one of here, yeah, for everyone here, you know, from you guys, we see cheaters, you know, each one of you here. I think, I think if um, we haven't known you guys, I think our story would be different. Mm -hmm. But God's plan is perfect, and mm -hmm. He planned this perfectly for our family. We feel so blessed, and thank you all. Now we're going to hear from the talkative one. <laughs> now, come on. I'm listening. You go ahead. My wife is a talker. But my paper will cost three minutes. Hi, everybody. Good morning. I'm here just to share my three stories. And actually, I started to know Jesus after coming here, American. But when I look back, I do feel Jesus is still in my in my life. Uh, just three simple stories. The first one in 2011 years, I'm studying uh, Hong Kong Baptist University as a visiting scholar for four months. Uh, during my PhD student, um, from the university name, you will know the background of this university. Every morning when I open the window of the of my department, I can see a big cross on the uh, on the church building. <coughs> and uh, a friend in uh, Hong Kong um, Baptist University also gave me a Bible book. But I never read it uh, when I was in China. It still sleep in my bookcase. But now I read chapter of Bible every night with my wife, with my family. And eager and I'm eager to know. What's Jesus? Who is Jesus? Yeah. The second story, um, from primary to university, uh, I'm not the best student, but I'm so blessed to have my all of the best teachers. Yeah. So before coming, I'm always wondering whether I'm going to have another best teachers in America. As I always did, as you know, I found the best teacher ever. The third story, I offer to uh, uh, everybody, Grand Grandpa George saw a seed in my wife Yaping's heart. I think the, the seed grows well uh, in her heart. 
So when I come to America, love, I think love also planted a seed in my heart. And what and my wife, my wife waters waters me the seed every night. You know she's a talker. <laughs> talk and talk until I fell asleep. <laughs> the even then, I still a lot of questions. Yeah, with love from our church, brother and sister, and friends, the seed in my heart is growing. I think it's growing, growing well and uh, bear fruit. So this is my uh, three stories. Uh, now I think I changed. I changed a lot. Before for me, more worried, more anxiety. But now I feel I got more patience, uh, more tears, more smiling face from my heart. And having better relationship uh, with my wife, child, friend, also, also with my job, my life. So thanks to this dear friend, dear teacher, my dear Lord. You open my eyes, my ears, my heart. Let me see, let me hear, let me feel. I was, I was lost, but now I'm found. Thank you. So we could sing that song, Jesus Changes How. Yes, he did. Yeah. We're going to walk down to the lake. Um, I'm not sure where we're going. Do you know? Mary knows. If you would take your song sheet with you, we're going we're gonna to be forming a choir on the way down there. Stop. 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 Stop.